Hey, Dawson. How's it going? Yes. Hey, well, it's going good. How are you? Hey, doing great. You know, this is <laughs> kind of a new thing that we're doing here with the Thoughtcast. How are you enjoying it so far? I'm enjoying it a lot. I love, uh, I love looking at looking in depth at these animated films and uh, animation as a as a entity. Well, I absolutely love talking about animation and have done you know, a fair amount of reading and research on the subject of animation. I haven't really attempted it. Uh, I know you've actually. I, studied- I studied it for a year in university, and you probably know a lot more than me by now. My my interest in animation, whereas yours really exploded and blossomed over the last couple of years, mine decreased from from animation into just general storytelling kind of became my interest and uh yeah so well, but and and you know in this little mini sode that we're doing here um we're going to be talking a little bit about you know one of the most important pioneers of animation and that would be who who do you think Dawson uh the guy who made um uh uh hilarious phases of funny phases uh, <laughs> are, which are you talking about it? um who's the inventor humorous, humorous phases Edison, of funny phases Thomas Edison uh James Stewart Blackton in 1906 yes okay. uh regarded by film historians as the the first animated film ever recorded on standard picture film uh on the vitagraph or the vitagraph um when you think of animation i mean what name immediately pops into your head um, uh, uh, hentai. No, <laughs> um, no, uh, Walt Disney is of course. the right answer. Yes. Who is Walt Disney's partner? Walt Disney's partner. Uh, or who uh, was? Who was Walt Disney's partner? Was it his brother? Well, if you consider the famous partners statues located around the Disney oh, park. Well, it was the mouse, the one and only... Mickey Mouse and who happens to be yeah who happens to be celebrating his 90th birthday on do you know what day oh man 90th birthday is it is has it happened as of this Uh, yeah basically just a guess um but I mean is is it is it this month this month uh 22nd November 18th oh okay marked the uh release of the original Mickey Mouse short animated cartoon, Steamboat Willie. Happy birthday. Now, Dawson, have you seen Steamboat Willie? I have seen Steamboat Willie. Have you seen? Of course you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've watched it several times. I re- recently rewatched it uh, this morning for the show. It's a thanks- Thanksgiving tradition for you, Steamboat Willie, every November 18th. I, or- I do watch it fairly regularly. <laughs> my, day, my weekly dose of Steamboat Willie. Why? Um, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's just a remarkable example of imaginativity in early filmmaking. Yeah, I think, man, I completely agree. I think it's fascinating. Uh, it really hurts when he bangs on the cow's teeth, though. Oh, I, I cringe my, uh, I clench okay, my teeth yeah. so bad when he starts doing that. <laughs> Some good visceral uh, humor in in Steamboat Willie. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about Mickey Mouse, uh, in honor of the, uh, 90th birthday. And, uh, so, so yeah, Walt Disney, he conceived a Mickey Mouse during a train ride between New York and Los Angeles, prior to which he had lost the rights to his, uh, most famous animated character up to that point, Oswald, the lucky the rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. 
Yeah. He produced animated shorts for uh, Universal Pictures, um, but they hired away all of his animators on Oswald and um, basically, yeah, took the rights away from Walt Disney uh, in or- for the creation of the series. And um, so Walt was kind of on his own after that, and he had to come up with a new character. Um, so do you know what Mickey Mouse's original name was? Something dirty. Um, well, Mad, Mad Mouse. There's a um, bit of a connection to a popular animated series right now that's actually an homage to a famous uh, 1985 film. Sam and Max hit the road. Um, that was about a rabbit, wasn't it? There's a rabbit. <laughs> no, in a no, dog. no. A, fa- a popular cartoon today. A popular uh, cartoon today. That's an homage a, to a film series from 1985. Homage to a film series from 1985. Uh, popular cartoon. Where, where, where could I find this cartoon? Adult series. Swim. Yeah, Adult Swim. Cartoon. Oh. Name. Oh, a, a car, Adult So This is a terrible derailment, but... No, no. I mean, that's... that's uh, I have absolutely no idea. Okay, 1985. What was the biggest movie? 1985, Back to the Future, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, and there, which so which the series didn't come out in 1980. I know that's not what you meant. But the film series, um, the film well, series the film that started in 1985, and there's a there's a cartoon ser- series um, that's, that's an homage to Back to the Future right now. Yes. Oh, I'm not up on my cartoons apparently. Uh, duh, oh, oh gosh, how on earth do Rick and Morty tie into Walt Disney and his beloved? property mickey mouse was it going to be morty mouse yes um mortimer mouse mortimer oh everything old from that time period had a character named mortimer yeah it it does have an old-timey feel to it i love that but thankfully walt disney's wife lillian convinced her husband that mickey sounded better yeah, it's uh, it's, like it's more chipper and colloquial and happy and Mickey and cute and fun and and Mortimer is so stuffy and serious. Uh, so, good call, Lillian. Development soon began on several animated shorts featuring Mickey Mouse and his female counterpart Minnie, basically a reskin of Mickey, only wearing a skirt. Um, and um, yeah, the first one ever made was called Plain Crazy. But it wasn't the first released because, uh, you know, midway through the development of the shorts, Walt decided that he wanted to make them uh, with sound. Uh, up until then, most cartoons didn't feature really sound effects. Uh, and it was uncommon even at that time to have synchronized sound in, in film. But uh, so talkies were, were brand new. Yeah, talkies were new. The jazz singer was the first talkie. Yeah. Um, what year did that come out? 26? Uh, oh, 19, 20, 25 or 26 okay. because uh because it's the reason that um the the Dancing Cavaliers was a failure if you if you've ever seen Singing in the Rain the old okay. uh, famous. Uh, cuz that's the whole point of they're in the film industry and they've been making silent movies and then the jazz singer is successful. So then the competing picture company needs to make a uh, a musical and uh, oh. it's good stuff. So the animation animation was a little behind the live action talkies in synchronizing sound. Of course, animation mm-hmm. was you know brand new. Anyway, but yeah, it would have been a mid twenties. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, so they used a process called um, Cinephone, which was uh, sort of a blatant ripoff of an earlier uh, synchronized sound process called Phonofilm. A bit of an unfortunate uh, occurrence there where like the pioneer behind um, Phonofilm had his uh, technology basically uh, stolen from him. But yeah, using the process known as uh, Cinephone, they were able to synchronize sound to Steamboat Willie. And that was the first Walt Disney animated short to ever be released in theaters on November 18th, 1928. Was it released as just its own thing or was it a short before a live action picture? They would um, show these short films, usually around six minutes before uh, live action films, you know, standard live action films, along with newsreels at the time. Um, you know, film houses would, you know, movie theaters, as we call them today, uh, would often show newsreels and other, uh, you know, miscellaneous media prior to a screening of. Uh, their feature yeah the feature pe- presentation steamboat was uh 19 20 20 what 30 1928 1928 okay so the war wasn't on yet and the depression hadn't happened yet either cool no um yeah the studio uh was formed walt disney studios uh, was formed in 1923 but until 1928 they'd only made animation for other companies did Walt decide to go independent because of the whole getting robbed of his property was that yep yep after the unfortunate incident with Charles Mintz at Universal and is that the Universal Studios of today uh it's that or I mean it's very different but in a sense yes but yeah Charles Mintz you might recognize that name as a character from the movie up only slightly altered Charles Muntz. Charles Muntz, the the evil crotchety guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Disney in jokes. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So the the short itself, you know, the animation style back then, it was basically just a lot of visual gags strung together in sort of a loose sequence and plot. Very loose. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that happens is is Pete grabs Mickey's torso and just stretches it out like taffy about 20 feet, and then Mickey just puts it back in his pants. <laughs> and then pilots the boat, and then they have a jam sesh, and he then he throws a potato at a bird, and it ends. Like, there, there, a lot, there is there is none, and, it, and it's fine. It's, one, it's wonderful and bizarre. At really, really mm-hmm. bizarre. Turkey in the straw. Just got to look we can synchronize sound so let's have our characters have a big uh trash in the camp musical jamboree and yep yeah that's basically how it started um music played a major role in these early shorts there really isn't dialogue in steamboat willie and that would kind of come later um technically the there's a bird that shouts at mickey like when he gets kicked down into the uh, below decks of the boat yeah incoherent i can't tell is that like a sound effect or is that a a person making a really bizarre sound or it's it's a person is it the same for minnie because she runs after the boat and screaming like it's a horrifying sound yeah yeah those are people making those voices the line is hope you don't feel hurt big boy but it is mostly incoherent in the actual finished product 
what did they think it wasn't incoherent at the time or <laughs> i don't know but i guess this qualifies the film as having speech in it rather than just sort of uh pantomime grunts and garbles yeah well what was that intentional or something because obviously the technology to have real recorded dialogue you know on top of your film was around i'm assuming it's not much different for animation as it was for live action or or maybe mm -hmm. it was with the whole cinephone thing i um, guess and it, yeah it's probably for a similar reason to like why a lot of those early shorts were in pantomime um it's just adding dialogue somehow detracted from the sheer like insanity of everything yeah it wasn't necessary uh for the art form but then they got a little more sophisticated and and minimal dialogue is still a staple of you know mm -hmm. cartoon shorts as time goes on but you do you know when the first um i guess genuinely voice acted uh anime i mean i guess this one counts but i mean some you, you know what i mean okay the first cartoon when mickey speaks is called the carnival kid he says hot dogs hot dogs so and that is kind of his catchphrase isn't it is it hot dogs well, hot dog oh yeah oh, oh does he say have i been living in a mandela verse where i thought he says oh boy but he actually that's, says hot dog that's his other big one oh, oh boy okay. hot dog okay. Um, you who, um, uh, mini is probably predominantly <laughs> known. Yeah, I've heard, I, I saw one of those ones. I... Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you just watched Steamboat Willie. I did. Um, and pretty much the only other short that you've seen like it, I'm assuming, is the, the new one, uh, called Get a Horse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was produced in, 2013 to coincide with the release of Frozen. It was the short appearing before Frozen. And that is partially done in the classic style of these 1920s era Mickey Mouse shorts, um, but also with um, a lot of added effects um, to, yeah, to be gosh, kind of show off 3D. I love, I love that short. Do you know what's another Mickey Mouse catchphrase? Uh, what? Sora! <laughs> Don't get up! Sora! <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically uh, that's coming out in two months holy cow anyway well so the mickey that we got back in these early days is much different from the one we have now um by the way the first color appearance of mickey mouse was in a specially animated short for the academy awards in 1932 yeah parade of the award nominees oh and but his first kind of official um, appearance in a short film uh, to the public was not until 1935, the uh, short film titled The Band Concert. In the um, 1932 color uh, short, the, the, that iteration of Mickey does not have his signature red shorts, which are you know the same design as he has in all the black and white uh, versions, but um, they are colored in this 1932 parade of the award nominees. Do you know what color they were? Uh, any guesses? I'm going to guess blue. No. Uh, in fact, they were green. Green mm -hmm. shorts. <laughs> what a revelation. Yeah. Why did that change? 
Um, I mean, I, I'm sure there were just other iterations of Mickey Mouse. Because where... red makes people hungrier and <laughs> makes them eat faster. <laughs> I, yeah, McDonald's logic. Psychology. Um, For us growing up, Mickey was more of just the sort of face of the Walt Disney company. Yeah, I had really, I had really no opinion on Mickey Mouse. Uh, didn't care much for him or about him. Uh, any of his source materials, I wasn't really interested in because I, I never really got into the idea of those anthropomorphic characters like Goofy, Donald, Mickey. I, I knew they were all. I knew they had all their own little short films and and little character where they would become other characters like the Mouseketeers or whatever. And I just did not care a lick if I saw those or or not. Um, yeah. Well, the vast I, yeah the vast majority of Mickey Mouse's appearances on film were you know well before either of us were born, so he wasn't nearly as relevant kind of during our childhood. Did he kind of like? Was there ever? Did, well, did they ever make? Man, I can't believe I don't even know this, but is there a full-length Mickey Mouse animated Disney film where he's like the main character and there's a plot? And I I don't know. I think the Disney um, A Christmas Carol, it's a little longer. I don't think it's feature length. Um, but in that, well, and I guess in that one, um, Mickey is only, uh, he's Bob Cratchit. So he's not even. Oh, that character. makes sense. I mean, there's a, the Goofy movie, I know. Yeah, he's um, not really in that either. Oh, interesting. Uh, but but those were full length and released in theaters. Yeah, that her. Um, Funny how it's all Christmas. Now I'm remembering more. Yeah, there's, you know, Mickey Mickey had a lot of uh, Christmas movies or for some reason. The first Goofy movie was released in theaters. The sequel was not. Mm. Um, he was, I mean, I guess most notably in terms of feature length animation featured in the Fantasia films. Uh, Mickey, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, oh, that uh, the the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's mm -hmm. such a legendary. Yeah. So I mean, and I always thought and of... he's absolutely Mickey Kingdom Hearts. I mean, redeemed Mickey for me. All he's the king. Like Mickey Mouse is the king. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, for me growing up, I always thought kind of Mickey Mouse was this weird looking dude with an annoying voice. Very annoying voice, like Junior Asparagus level annoying, almost, almost. But um, yeah, I think revisiting the early work and, and just the sheer um, influence of his you know, original sort of origin is, is what has redeemed him in my mind. And, you know, I, he doesn't need to be redeemed. It just um, I, I've, you know, come to actually you know, really enjoy the character. And yeah, like what what is Mickey Mouse? Mm -hmm. That's a big question. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're if you're interested in this industry and, and that kind of thing. I mean, and it, well, it, it's as an icon, if you're interested in iconography. Mm -hmm. And it's not that surprising that Disney would sort of distance themselves to a lot of these early iterations of Mickey Mouse. Because they're uh, freaky. Yeah, and they're not. I mean, they weren't meant to be part of some big cohesive storyline uh, sort of in each of these early shorts. Um, you know, Mickey and Minnie's relationship isn't clearly established. You know, in, in the, it was the third, or no, the second Mickey Mouse cartoon that was re ever released, the Gallopin' Gaucho, uh, you know, Mickey and Minnie are shown to meet for the first time. Um, the, the first one produced was called Playing Crazy, and, and that was the fourth ever released to theaters. 
um, and like they're established as being together, but there, <laughs> there's some very irreverent humor in a lot of these cartoons in which I saw there were bits of that yeah. in Steamboat Willie, like grabbing her by her underpants and, you know, floating and there's a good gap. Um, anyway, but oh, yeah. is there irreverent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like, edging on some very inappropriate advances that Mickey makes towards Minnie, you know, Googling against now <laughs> against her protests. Yeah. So that's that's relevant. Sexual now. assault in Hollywood since oh my. But no, I, I mean, yeah, it was all just in in the spirit of the time. And these obviously weren't designed specifically for kids. I'm sure they were adored by kids at the time, but um, you know they were shown in uh, you know films for all ages. You, you see things like smoking and drinking, and a lot of you know <laughs> violence, uh, you know cartoon violence, of course, and um, the abuse of animals, uh, <laughs> which. Yeah. Uh, Animals abusing animals. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <know>. yeah. <laughs> um, just kind of for a gag, a cheap laugh when they're really slap slapstick. It um, it's, it's something maybe a bit more akin to modern uh, animated fare, like you know, Family Guy, The Simpsons, um, Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> Do you know? Are you familiar with Itchy and Scratchy? Yeah, no, I've heard of them, but. Are they anything like? Never mind. I'm not even going to guess. I'll it's it's a parody of Tom and Jerry uh, in The Simpsons, but the mm. just the humor and and like the violence is taken up to eleven. Oh my gosh! And uh, yeah, I'll have to look that up. Then. <laughs> they subject these characters, itchy and scratchy, to you know all sorts of torture and punishment. Um, mainly, it's the cat. I, I think I'm guessing the cat is scratchy. Um, and he is, you know, the usually the butt of the jokes and gets um, like there's one cartoon where he, it is a, a parody of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, and Scratchy, I think, is, is able to, to supposedly defeat the um, Antag, you know, his mouse um, assailant and um, like chops him up into little tiny um <laughs> like oh uh using that sort of like how in the source of apprentice the apprentice uh chops the brooms he starts hacking the brooms yeah to be <laughs> and so yeah scratchy oh does a similar thing to itchy and like grinds them into a pulp and then inhales like fumes from the pulp into his lungs and they morph into little mini itchies that that like <laughs> that dig their way out of his body. <laughs> yeah, de like cause his body to decompose. It's pretty. Oh my pretty gosh, that's genius and yeah, horrend horrendous, wonderful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously these early Mickey Mouse cartoons they don't um go that far, but 
they incorporate a similar uh, tone um, where, yeah, there really is no regard for a lot of uh, standards that we have today for animation, especially because now nowadays animation is more specific to uh, a kid's audience. Right. And I wonder when Disney decided to be that, when they decided that they wanted to make family-friendly, child-friendly uh, animation. Um, I mean, it, it's, you know, and that's everything was family friendly back mm -hmm. then pretty much, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, the nowadays, yeah, it's, it's more likely for them to have very specific guidelines on what can or can't be shown. Is it like a policy that states that, you know, Disney movies do not depict tobacco use in any way. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there are some artistic exceptions that might, they might take to that, but, um, that is their stated policy, of course, is to not show tobacco use in any of their films. Right. I mean, maybe maybe make a nasty old bad guy smoke and, you mm -hmm. know, then, then then it's like, well, who wants to be like that? You know, mm -hmm. who wants teeth like that? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, that'll wrap up our little uh, discussion on Mickey Mouse, uh, specifically Steamboat Willie. Um, remember, we did talk a little bit about the principles of animation uh, on yes. a previous episode. I took the liberty to uh, look them up, all 12 of them, um, and they are as follows. Um, first one listed squash and stretch, followed by anticipation, and then staging, then straight ahead action and pose to pose, basically how the animation is uh, you know, the method in which action is um, conveyed um, straight ahead just means like you're ma animating one frame after the next going off of, you know, what came previously, whereas pose to pose is like you come up with the key poses and then animate uh, action in between. Yeah. In between. Uh, follow through and overlapping action, uh, slow in and slow out, arcs. Secondary action, uh, number nine, timing, number 10, exaggeration, uh, number 11, solid drawing, or just, you know, you have to draw good. Uh, number 12, appeal. So how uh, appealing do the characters look? So we'll have to get into these a little bit more um, in, in a future discussion. But uh, yeah, so Mickey Mouse, happy birthday, uh, 90 years. Happy birthday. Hope you enjoy ruling the world. <laughs> <laughs>